0: If Man United were playing it, uh, you'd be like sitting here in your Man United jocks all week. Right. That's the fact right. that it's Man City about to do a treble, you are studiously ignoring it. Let's, let's just call it, it's true. Oh, OTB AM. Live. Weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app.
1: Hurling on off the ball with Board Gosh Energy, proud
0: sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship. And this is Offaly of Sashdown News Talk with John Duggan until five. Just to bring up to speed on the Electric Ireland All Ireland Minor Football Quarter Final, it is Cork one ten, Dublin seven points. And we kind of referred to the great rising on the hurling finals tomorrow in the papers in the Irish Independent, Vincent Hogan and Caroline Curd, and the job that's been done in Limerick, and also with the had, brilliant kind of journey piece uh, from Dennis Walsh in the Irish Times on Clare over the last twenty five years since their last Munster uh, title win. So the Munster Final first up with the Gaelic Grounds tomorrow between Limerick and Clare, throwing at one forty five five and then Kilkenny and Galway contest the Leinster decider at four at Croke Park. Joining us now to look ahead on the radio former All Ireland winning captains of Tipperary and Kilkenny respectively, Owen Kelly and Brian Hogan and the ex Limerick player and manager TJ Ryan. Owen Brian and TJ, good afternoon Thanks John. Hey, John, how are
2: you?
0: Hope you're all well. And uh, great to speak to you. And if you have any questions, folks, for the panel, general comments as well. You can text us 53106 at the cost of 30 cents. We're also streaming this conversation. So you can listen on news talk around the country, but also watch us if you'd like on the the off-the-ball digital and social channels on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Brian, hurling has stood up. I think it's been a great championship so
2: far, hasn't it? Uh, It's been outstanding. And I suppose I'll have to give it to uh, the two boys. And obviously the Munster Championship has been flying the flag up to now. Um, I'll get my spake in early before they, they, they start crowing about it. But it's been a, it's been a great summer so far, John. and um, we've had some epic uh matches to date. And I think the uh I, 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 I have no doubt the Munster final and I'm hoping the, the Leinster final will will follow suit. I'm expecting two two massive matches this weekend.
0: TJ has been a tough week down at Cork and Cork GA with the passing of Teddy McCarthy. His funeral has been taking place today. Uh, Billy Morgan, Con Murphy, Larry Tompkins, Tomas Mulcahy, Niall Cahalan, and Jimmy Barry Murphy carried his coffin into the church. Uh, you've had dual players in Limerick, but it's hard to see Teddy's achievement ever being repeated. 1990 won the hurling and the football uh, titles on the field to play, and a uh, lot of love for Teddy and his family this week.
3: Absolutely iconic figure. Like, while he's done, I definitely agree with you. It won't be done again. Um, uh, like, coaches wouldn't allow it, I think, John, in the modern era. Um, his fielding will definitely be remembered as one of the best fielders. And that skill is maybe looks easier than it actually is. The timing required there to get off the ground. And in some of the pictures that you've seen and maybe on social media, the height that he was off the ground, given his kind of, obviously, his strength and power in his legs. And then there's such a skill to go with it. Just just one of those characters. I think he played maybe 94, John, against Limerick when I was coming on the scene. I don't really remember much of it, but uh, just an, an iconic figure throughout the country. You now, I'd say there isn't the a corner in the place that wouldn't know Teddy McCarthy beat from a footballer hurling and agreed his feat of winning two All-Irelands in the same year will never be repeated.
0: I know when we really see the GA at its best don't we at this time uh, in these sad times?
1: Yeah, you do. I suppose you see the pictures on the examiner today. Tipperary players around that era, you know, they met in the 87, 88, 1990, 91, Munster finals, you know, and like, Teddy McCarthy, what do I remember him? I suppose when you were a kid in the backyard or in the back garden when you were jumping for a high ball, you were Teddy McCarthy and you were nearly fighting with your, your your buddies and your mates over. No, I'm Teddy McCarthy. I caught that high ball. That's the legacy he leaves. And I think TJ just said his feet there was unbelievable, you know, to all in, in in the space of maybe two weeks and that hurling and football. But you know, I suppose I wanted to put Roger and that, like you, you see the height of respect they have for him at the funeral. Um, or the pictures coming out in the papers the last couple of days and, you know, that Cork-Tipperary rivalry back those times is similar to what we have now between Clare and Limerick at the Munster Championship and it just shows what the G is all about.
0: May you rest in peace. Uh, very sad uh, news. And uh, our thoughts are with Teddy, McCarthy's family, uh, on this sad day. So, when you've uh, been in, uh, down in Waterford working with Davey the last while.
1: Yeah, different experience, John. Um, I'd love to say that... Uh, Every day was like the last day out against Tipperary, but not to be, you know, it just shows the the Monster Championship, the bear pit that you're in like, you know, the first day out against Limerick, I suppose Walter very unlucky. Not that day to come away with a win Limerick down to fourteen. And maybe, you know, the experience of getting over the line against Limerick is a thing that maybe holds back uh, some teams. Just getting in front and being in front and Water definitely feel you know, we feel we had chances that day and no, then I suppose a poor maybe 35 per minutes performance in the next two games, and you find yourself you're out of the Monster Championship, and that's the way it is. Right up, I suppose, to the last puck of the ball, you had tip and cork maybe vying for the last spot too. So it's a, it's an unforgivable championship. And um you just have to be on the on the money all day, every day, and you can't even have a lapse for maybe thirty or thirty-five minutes. And ultimately that probably costs Waterford, but you no, know, a different experience it's something I really enjoyed. And, you know, a fabulous bunch of players in, in Waterford and anything they were asked of with Davey and the management team during the year, they definitely put their, their front foot forward. And look, I think you find out with most inter-county teams, that's my first time experience in a different county now that but definitely the inter-county holders, they just want to play and that's the thing and you'd only love to be playing this time of the year. But the weather's so good, you'd love the ball hopping and that. So, you know, it's, it's an unforgiving championship, as I said. It's probably something I, I'd like to see Look that that there's not the weak gap between games. I think we need a two week gap between games just to give players a chance to recover mentally and physically. And hopefully that might be something that might might be reviewed down the road.
0: Yeah, it was important to get that win, wasn't it, against Tipperary, just to finish on a positive note. I think it
1: was. Look, it's the effort that players put in and TJ and, and Brian will know that there. Like, and when you're not getting the results, it's it's a hard place to be. But no, when you know a squad has potential and are not reaching their maximum performance, that's the disappointing thing, like. You know, also when they did perform like they can the last day, I think that's um, you not know, a small bit of, a bit of pleasure. But ultimately, you want to come through the monster Championship, and that's the, the disappointment for both Waterford and Cork. They find themselves looking in, looking on now from from the, the outset, and uh, you know it's it's heartbreaking, I suppose, really for all those players involved.
0: Yeah, heartbreaking. How do you deal with the noise? Because there's got to be noise, isn't there? Owen, if if, you're, if it's not going too well.
1: Yeah, there is. Yeah, look, I suppose you learn to shut out from it and that you know what i mean and especially you just stay involved with the group that you're involved with that dressing room the backroom team and you know you just you just back each other up that's the thing with it and you know that's an experience too even how to deal with in that so look ultimately i suppose only one team is going to win the All Ireland this year um in, in in the middle of july and everyone else then will have failed in some capacity so look it's cutthroat business and it's uh it's a winner's take all in the in the hurling championship. And I suppose that's why we
0: love it, and that's why we love being involved in it. Before we move on from this, are you enjoying working with Davey?
1: Yeah, he's interesting. Um, do you know what he he thinks about the game? Unbelievably, um, I suppose people looking on from the outside think that they just see this guy that's maybe a small bit mad and roaring and bawling and shouting. But I think he's he's far from. And you know, to listen to his knowledge of the game, it's incredible. Like you know, and I suppose look. I've worked with Liam Sheedy, a former All Ireland winning manager, double winning manager, and Davy an and winning manager. So it's nice to pick up the experience of of Davy and um, having picked it up of well, Liam before. was great learning with, with both. And uh, look, there, he's a he's a hurling man, true and true, Davy. And you know, what I mean, I think he just he just loves the game and can't stay away from it. And he'll be back
0: again. How are they going down in Kilkenny then, Brian?
2: Um, <clears> it's all quiet, John, uh, which is usually the way we like it. Um, the lads were away on a training weekend last weekend, and um, as I've said, normally that means that you know they usually come back from that fairly focused. Or, you know, I think most teams now tend to fall into that pattern. But certainly from my experience, you know, you knew you we were coming to the business the end of the season when you were heading to uh, wherever it was, Carling House or Fota or wherever you you know. Um, you know, we've we've we obviously had a couple of injuries coming out of the Wexford match, which I think most are, are all clear now aside from unfortunately Adrian mullen uh, was a serious uh, serious uh, injury but the rest of the guys seem to be fit and ready and uh yeah like it's you know we're going for four in a row um in leinster having i suppose you know in some quarters the, the, the conversation around transition and you know it's obviously derek's first season now and, and all this kind of talk but yet we're still we're still we're still heading up, you know, with, with, with the possibility of winning winning a fourth Leinster title in a row. And um I think I think Adrian aside, we're we're you know, we're in as good a position as we can be. But you know, realistically, I suppose we've the, the Leicester Leinster Championship is kind of all roads have kind of led to this point. You know, I think there was a sense of inevitability really about the fact that it was going to be most likely going to be Kilkenny and Galway in the in the final, and that's the way it's kind of panned out. So I think you know Sunday is a big test for us. You know, I think the the, the the last time really the lads were 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 put under severe pressure was the was the league final against Limerick down in Parky Quayve, and uh, you know it didn't go obviously the plan. But I think they would have learned a lot from that. It was a it, it was a you know it was a a steep learning curve. So I'm looking forward to Sunday. I kind of I'm hoping it'll be a a cracker. You know, this time last year Galway didn't really kind of. Show up as we'd expected. You know, we we click anyone comfortably enough. Even probably more comfortable than the five points would suggest. So I think you know from that perspective, I, I I'd expect Galway to, to to front up big time on Sunday. And uh, yeah, and then we'll we'll see where it takes us from there.
0: So are there any more of these intense training sessions at Northern Park? That uh, was the the what was it, what we just called it the the legend of the Cody era. I'm sure Derek <laughs> Ling doing his own thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek is doing. Look, I, the championships in a different format now. I suppose with, with with the time we had between matches back then, it kind of lent itself to to having those kind of uh, those matches. And and I I think it it was it was key for us at that time to try and keep the intensity at a certain level to prepare us for say when we go out against the likes of Owen and the lads or or, or any of the other you know teams with the matches come and take them fast, you know, now with the current condensed championship, I think the opportunities to have those kind of, you know, real intense in, internal matches are probably few and far between. Um, I think they had, they had, you know, 40 minute match themselves last weekend, you know, and uh, I think, you know, that, that probably was, was it really, you know, in terms of what they could have done in terms of a, at a high level uh, after that, really, it's just kind of making sure that the bodies are fit and, and uh, refining kind of, suppose, some of the, the, uh, the tactics that they want to implement. Really,
0: you could reel off the household names: Brian and the uh, Cody era, and the, the great, you know yourself, uh, T, um, TJ, who's still there, obviously. Henry, Tommy, mm-hmm. JJ, Eddie, Owen, Larkin. Who are going to be the names
2: of the future? Um. Well, look. I suppose the obvious, I mean, name that's been mentioned throughout the, the league has been Billy Drennan. You know, coming off the back of the successful under-20 campaign last year, and you know, he, he's a he's a natural scoring forward. And 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 Derek handed and the the free take and responsibilities during the national league. Um, he's still very young, and I think you know, he, he, league is league, and championship is a different animal altogether. And I think you know. Uh, i'd imagine what they'll experience on sunday will be will be a step up from anything they've he's they've, the, experienced so far but again you know it's, it's it's a it's a learning path it's a development you know i think if he can hold his own he's one certainly we're hoping will 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 step up i think you know own cody he's been there for the last few years but i think he's he he's he's kind of stepped up a level now i think he's taken on that kind of leadership role you know maybe where it's has been tj that's leading the line for the last the last number of years you know the last 10 years really realistically you know i think you know uh the age and, and that kind of thing he can't be expected to carry the load he was doing i think owen is starting to step into that into that into that um, frame now and kind of you know as the focal point of the attack then you've got the other guys you know like derek was obviously over the under 20 so he knows what's out there better than anyone you know he would have been managing a lot of those guys for the last few years Um you've also got david blanchfield there who was came on as a sub last year in ireland has been pretty cons- uh, you know consistent in terms of being in the team this year so it's a big year for him as well to kind of really nail down that place um so yeah i suppose there there a couple of guys you're looking for but you know the i think the nature of the 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 uh the championship nowadays you know the hurling championship it's it does take players you know that couple of years really to kind of bed in you know it's a, it's really the, the exceptional player that comes in year 1 or year 2 and and just sits in fits in seamlessly you know you see that let's say with limerick and caron eel and you know, he's he's come in and made a big impact. But it's taken him a few years as well. And he's been arguably the standout, you know, under twenty player for the last two years, you know. So um, yeah, there would be, I suppose, two, you know, two or three players that from a Kilkenny perspective that we're looking to over the next year or two to really kind of, you know, um step up.
0: TJ, when Henry Sheffield went into Galway, there was a huge amount of excitement about it because, in my opinion, he's the greatest hurler of all time. And obviously, people have different views on that kind of thing. But um, you also had uh, managers of other counties go into Galway in the past, Babs Keating, Gerlach Nan, um Shane O'Neill in recent years. You'd have to say Galway in terms of the return have under-delivered uh, in terms of all Ireland's won in 2017 since 1988. Um is the pressure slightly ratcheting up on Henry now? Because they, they've been pretty poor so far in the round, Robin, you'd have to say. And they need to win a trophy. Um,
3: I think so. I, I, there is definitely pressure tomorrow to win a trophy. Henry himself, uh, being the winner that he is, would like to win a trophy. The record in Crow Park as well, John, hasn't been brilliant since that. Ireland win. I think they've only won one game. So they'll want to write that. Um, the Leinster championship form today I could not be getting too carried away about it there was a certain inevitability about it as Brian said there that these two teams were going to beat the final what I really liked about Galway the last day John was they, they were in a hole uh, things didn't go well for them they conceded two soft goals against Dublin uh, they were 12 points on 10 points down at halftime I just think the, the fight they showed to get back and lead that game and get a, get a result and get themselves to a Leinster final I like that in a team that when things aren't going well that you fix it And now they can drive on. But I do think from both managers' point of view, there's pressure. Like Derek in his first year won't want to lose another final after the league final. And Henry would definitely like to put silverware on the table. So pressure both sides. And, you know, I'm expecting two teams to go at this really, really hard from the start and just really want to win the game. Great prize in a trophy and another great prize in that semifinal place and momentum. So a lot at stake tomorrow in the Leinster final.
0: Owen Kelly, when teams start so poorly as Galway did against, uh, say, Kilkenny in Dublin the last day, why is that? What, 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 why can't a team not just hit the pitch at the start of a game?
1: Yeah, that's the million-dollar question, John, and anyone involved in management would, would love to know the, the, the real answer to that. You know, I, I suppose it's prep. Um, you know, sometimes it can be the warm-up, maybe. It can be the bus journey. It can be the hotel. And when you don't start well, you revisit it and you say, right, what did we not do right? You get feedback from your players, you get feedback from your backroom team to see, you know, were we there to early in the hotel? Were we there to early in the dressing room? All that comes into play when you don't start well. It, you look into the warm-up. That's just what you try to improve on. But sometimes it, it can be can be nerves. But for Galway playing Dublin the last day, you wouldn't put nerves maybe into it. Maybe it was actually complacency that, you know, traditionally, obviously, Galway have performed well against Dublin. and probably thought maybe that looked they just navigate their way through the win and then on to a Leinster final and I think the lads have touched on it. This is where they, they wanted to be Galway. So I don't think any team will start poorly now on, on Sunday, either Klickenny or Galway we'll See, I think both of them will hit the ground running, get the scores on the board, not uh, miss those opportunities that are that, that created. Even Galway had a fear of mishap at the back the last day between the goalkeeper and the full back and that and I think all those things will be would be eliminated, you know, there'll be 20,000, maybe 24 to 5,000 there. Lads will be concentrated, concentration levels will be higher. And I think you'll see a better performance from, from players all around. And, you know, I look, it's going to be an interesting game. Um and Kilkenny always throw up crackers of games. So, look, I think the Leinster Championship needs that. Hurland probably needs it as well, you know. And look, I think Joe Canning even said in his article during the week that he'd rather this game maybe wasn't in Croke Park. I'd probably be in favour of that too, just from an atmosphere point of view. But look, that's uh, that's another day's uh, chat. But I, I, I think both teams will start well on Sunday and you, you'll see a good
0: game then. How are you calling it, on? I just fancy Kilkenny to get over the line.
1: Um, and it's just similar to last year when they played Clare in the Holleran semi-final. It was Clare's first time in, in Croke Park and that. And Kilkenny just know how to win. And Croke Park is the second home for these guys. And Ballyhale boys have... Won more club All-Irelands there in the last couple of years than than any team, and they have a lot of great feelings in in Croke Park. And I think Owen Cody needs to hit form. He definitely needs to hit form now. Tomorrow, um, Subs so coming off the bench is probably a thing. You know, if Cahill Mannion can go back to the form he's in, and I don't know is he carrying an injury or two, he can be a threat for a goal. But I just think Kilkenny somehow will go get over the line, and I wouldn't be surprised if this went into extra time. Um, now, the only thing if it goes into extra time. I'd worry maybe for Clickenny with the, their subs coming off a bit like Cork in the Ollars in the final a couple of years ago, but I fancy Clikennie just to get over the line. I think they take great pride in that it's a Leinster final, and Brian will know more than this, and that a Connacht team is coming in to bring that that Bob O'Keefe cup away from, from Leinster, and I think that's something I've, I've heard in the past with Brian Cody, that he doesn't want that uh, uh, to happen, when, and neither will Derek Ling, I'm sure, and then Clickenny buys.
0: Brian, are you confident?
2: Yeah, I am, John, there. I think. Look, I don't think there's going to be a huge amount in it. and and like Owen has said, I think we, we need and we 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 expect a cracker of a match in the Leicester final um, on Sunday. You know, we've uh, well, I certainly I've I've said on s- several occasions, like that Galway take all the boxes in terms of what you're looking for for a genuine contender in terms of the size of their team, the athleticism, the hurling, etc. But a lot of the time, you know, if for whatever reason. They, you know, in the big matches, in case in point, the Leicester final last year, they've 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 kind of tended to be flat uh, at key points. And uh, you know, Ati just mentioned their record in Crow Park isn't isn't wonderful, you know. And I think you need a level of consistency if you're going to be a genuine contender. Whereas with the lads and with Kenny, you kind of know what you're going to get, you know. Regardless, you know, the day when you go up to Crow Park, you, they'll they'll leave everything out there. And I, I I I I'm backing the lads. Even despite the fact they're missing Adrian, I think he'll be a huge loss. Um, I still think. Uh, Derek will have the lads ready and we, we'll get the win.
0: TJ, how are you calling this one and why? Yeah,
3: I'm going to go to Galway Road. Um, I think Adrian Mullen's a massive loss. He's been a huge scoring player for Kikennie over the last couple of seasons. I liked the pieces of Galway's play in the game in Nolan Park. It looked like at times as if they were going to take off. They're starting to get better ball to their forwards. And as I said, I just liked the way they turned it around the last day. You know, obviously, they got, went and fixed it at half-time. I think Henry will want to win this one in a major way just kind of just to prove that as, as a manager he can do it as well as a player and I think they're going to get a result here and put themselves in the semi-final so Galway for me
0: What's it like uh, looking on the outside now Owen as a, a Tipperary man uh, the way Liam Cahill uh running the shop obviously they're into the All-Ireland series they'll probably be a bit under the radar uh, there's been so uh, little between Tipperary and the other counties and Munster so you must be an interested observer
1: yeah, I, I've liked to look at Tipperary this year, from the league right through to the Munster Championship. Okay, the last day against Waterford, they seem to be low power. We'll say, um, you know, Tipperary probably have got what most managers kind of want—is a break. So they have a rest. They have awfully the next week. So that has to be three weeks since their last match. If they win that game, which I expect them to win. There'll be another two two weeks for quarter final, and it gives them a chance to get their injuries back. Jason Ford, Jake Morris, big losses. So. I know they would love to be in a monster final. Why not? Every player wants to play in a monster final. It's a prestigious day, a prestigious medal to, to get your hands on. But it might have worked out in their favour. And I think a couple of injuries, rumour has that Craig Morgan is coming back into the fray as well in training and that. And I just think, and it's no different than any team that wins tomorrow, right, you'll have the silver in the rest of them, but you have a couple of weeks to rest and recover. And it's crucial. And, you know, like Tipperary for me, were one of the most consistent teams all through the... Through the champion, uh, the league, and the championship, and I, I really like the look of them, and I think they they could give um, they could give this Ireland championship a, a a right rattle, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they get to the latter stages of it.
0: Very good. Owen Kelly, TJ Ryan and Brian Hogan on the Saturday panel looking ahead to the Leinster and Munster finals. You want to get in touch with a question or a comment, 53106 at a cost of 30 cent in the Electric Ireland minor football championship quarterfinal at the All-Ireland stage. Cork 111, Dublin 10 points at Nolan Park after 34 minutes. We're back after the break with the panel. Uh, We're looking ahead to Limerick against Clare tomorrow and also maybe talking about the debate sparked by Martin Brehany during the week in the uh, Irish Independent about GA players maybe not being allowed to, to show that they can let their hair down. During the season, so we'll come back to that after two, after the news on the Saturday panel here and off the ball. This is Off The Ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. You can text us 53106, tweet us at Off The Ball. We're streaming the conversation as well. You can listen on News Talk across the country. Also watch us if you like on the digital and social channels for Off The Ball on Twitter, YouTube, on Facebook. This is part two of the Saturday panel. We're previewing tomorrow's Leinster and Munster Hurling finals with the former all Ireland winning captains. With Tipperary and Kilkenny respectively, Owen Kelly and Brian Hogan and the ex-Limerick player and manager TJ Ryan. Uh, Comments on YouTube... Uh, Patrick Coleman, Tipper, are lurking in the background and are serious contenders for the All-Ireland. Uh, Shawnee Kay, I think with all the extra games in football and hurting these days, the really big days like Leinster and Munster final days fall under the radar, which is a shame. Uh five three one oh six amazing considering the tackling the Limerick players are facing in every match that they just got eight frees in seventy seven minutes of hurling against Cork, scoring two twenty two of three twenty five from play. If that happens again, tomorrow Clare will win, says Paul. Another one, Hurling Championship should be top ten like French rugby. Everyone plays each other, the top two semi next four quarter final, last two relegation playoff. Whatever Munster team and Leinster team top after nine games are Munster and Leinster champions. Problem now is this year Cork not playing Galway, Kilkenny, Wexford, Dublin. Imagine Arsenal not playing. Man United in a year, it'd be awesome championship, the top 10. TJ, you see the sacred nature of the Munster Championship means that'll probably never happen.
3: Yeah, the Munster Championship, like I said, your, your, your comment there about falling under the radar, I can assure anybody, if you're down in in Limerick and Clare over the last number of days, the excitement is unreal. Huge push for tickets. Um So everybody wants to be there. And it's a great um, kind of location for these two teams. You've got one team kind of completely coming from one side. The Gaelic Rounds is practically on the border between Limerick and Clare. Like, so really, really fitting location. Massive atmosphere coming. Nothing between the teams over the last couple of seasons, championship-wise, and something to really look forward to. And Clare, I suppose, maybe winning their own Robin gives them a little bit of an edge in knowing this can be done. But like, huge battles all over the field. And Maybe the name of your show, John, will be interesting tomorrow. Off the ball. <laughs> you can
0: see a bit of physicality you TJ
3: So there is and in various the Munster Championship this year all the games I, I've said already the atmosphere is back um, the whole intensity and the crowd's getting behind their teams the quality of the teams as well like they've come right up to where Limerick have been at has been very very little between them we've seen that even with Cork losing out literally by a pint effectively not, 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 not to qualify and it's maybe the game as well has changed a little I think the coaching there's a bit, little bit more of maybe the direct ball and, you know, we've kind of gone away from the crowded midfield 3rd as bad maybe as it was there for a period of time. I think there's more direct play, there's some brilliant scores and there's players playing at the real top of their game. So, as I said, as a championship, I think this month's championship has been as good as I can remember ever. And I think hopefully the final will will, will live up to that as well. And I don't have any doubt that it will because, as I said, if you go through the board teams, there's no major surprises, kind of clear his back, which we kind of expected that he would be. And uh, the Limerick team is kind of more or less the same. Gerard Hegarty starts this time. He didn't start the round Robin game as would have expected for his big game mentality. Keane Lynch isn't named in the first 15, but I think that may be because of maybe his couple of injuries that he's picked up. He might, obviously, he's not fully right. They've had two weeks since the last day. But look, everything's in place for these two teams to have another titanic struggle. And like I said, it's fitting that it's on right on the border of both counties.
0: You're giving us the theatre, TJ. Do you have a favourite uh, monster final moment from your own career or player or manager?
3: Yeah, I probably do. And one probably one like this one. But from, from my personal one was we were 10 points down the Gellick against Tep in 96. Uh, and we basically d- dragged it back to get a draw and then win the replay in Cork afterwards. But again, that particular time in 96, we had bounced out of beating Cork in and Kieve, and The Kiron Carey magic point, to be clear. Uh, in the semi-final and then beat Tip after a replay. So as a championship, that would be the one that sticks
0: out in my mind, 1996. And uh, did you celebrate after? Because Martin Bretney was writing in the Arts Independent during the week on an absence of fun in GAA and players not being able to be seen to let their hair down and celebrating success. He was kind of comparing it to Jack grealish Manchester City after the cup final. Is he right? Like, you know, you were both a player and a manager. It was it a case that everybody was like a monk for nine months until the championship was over? Or did it change from, say, the 90s to the last decade when you were managing? What was the, the feeling there? I mean, is it a case now tomorrow night if Limerick win, they'll go for a few drinks if they want to?
3: Look, I can rest assured you, John, that whoever wins tomorrow's games, they will have plenty of fun and enjoyment. Like, It's huge to be able to win provincial titles. Like, there, there is a certain amount of what you're saying. Like Back in the 90s, maybe we didn't know no, maybe about it. We didn't train and maybe push our bodies to the S&C limits that the guys are at. Now, these guys are in absolute peak condition and mind themselves and every part of their, let's say, maybe strength and conditioning, their fitness, their diet, and their recovery. Maybe recovery will be something that has changed over the years. We probably just maybe maybe just got up and rocked on with it, but there's a lot more to recovery now and rest. Like, it has it changed, but at the same time, I think if you ask any hurler back through the years, would they like to hurl in the modern era, where the pace of the game is where it's at, where the intensity is where it's at? I think they would. Uh, I certainly would. Anyway, let's be able to still play. It. If I could play tomorrow, sure. We, 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 wouldn't you just love it? So, like. Look, I, I would say it's just the, the, the professionalism in the game right now maybe doesn't allow for as much, maybe, of that particular time. But I'm sure if you ask any of the Limerick boys over the last number of years, have they enjoyed it? Have they celebrated it? I would say it's a definite yes.
0: What about the situation now of a management team, Owen Kelly? Uh, yeah. Is there kind of rules around, no, you can't go out, you can't have an night out or you can't eat certain foods or all these kind of things or is it almost like the players just manage that themselves because they know if they do fall behind, they'll be, they'll be exposed. Yeah, I
1: think players are so smart now, John, that they just know when they need to be on and to be honest with you, the structure of this championship, they're on the whole time and it's something I'd like to see maybe that they have a bit of downtime that they can relax and and chill out a lot. And I think TJ mentioned it about the intensity and all that. Of course, you want to be involved in all that, but I, I just find now, from my experience, like a hamstring before was maybe two weeks, three weeks. A hamstring niggle now is six weeks. And for the condensed championship that they're involved in, like you're missing maybe three games. So you actually could miss the whole championship. And that doesn't fit right for me because these guys put in an immaculate effort like from November on. And it's all year round now. The county player now, he's on all year round. and That's why maybe you could revisit maybe a league game in, in January or in, in November, December, just to free up time. But look, we won't get into that conversation. But I, I just think the small bit of fun is just it has been taken away from it. And um, You know, I even think back to my own time, right? You play a match on, on a Sunday, you might have three or four weeks to the next game and you, you meet the lads on a Monday for a couple of drinks. And if, if the thing went wrong on you on the Sunday, be it a ball or a free or a penalty or whatever it might be, you'd be let know fairly quickly by by the buys when you'd be having your first or second drink. And actually the problem that you had in your head you were now actually chatting about it with the lads, and it wasn't really a psychology in itself, like. And you probably left, okay, you were getting the slagging and that, but that problem was off your chest, out of your mind. You'd be back in Tuesday night, then training with the lads and that. So it's just it's so severe, I think, on the players. Um it, it's a tough ask mentally, mentally on them. You see physically how it can be the week after they 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 play a tough games, and especially against Limerick, because your physicality has to be uh through the roof to match their their intensity. No different than Ryan mentioned They're on the typical Kenny battles I was involved in years ago and you'd know all about those. So look, it's um it's a pity, but look, for the thirty players on each squad, thirty-five or six players on each squad going to Limerick tomorrow and going to Croke Park tomorrow, they don't give a damn. They're in in what you where it they're where you want to be in both provincial finals. And look, I'm sure they'll they'll enjoy themselves tomorrow evening. Monday, whatever, and then they'll be knuckling back down. But it's it is severe on players mentally and physically. I do think the current structure.
0: Brian, was there a way of you all gathering together after a game, whether you win or lost, and just like let it off a bit of steam and then regroup?
2: Yeah, absolutely, John. Um, <clears throat> there was no such thing as uh, these annual drinking bans, which I could never understand stopping lads for nine months you know it, 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 as far as I was concerned it was counterproductive and I, I'm not saying like drink was the answer but but just that ability to have a kind of a a social out. like even if it's a case of going out for dinner with a couple of lads you know uh, and and the and partners or whatever and you know the rumors all oh, they're out drinking or whatever just kind of carry on but no like we, we would have absolutely after after matches and again no one kind of mentioned it like I suppose we were fortunate in terms of like different I suppose groups I would have played with there would have always been a kind of a leadership group there who would kind of led the way so you know you like on occasions you'd have maybe younger lads who would kind of might overstep the mark or whatever but you know they, they, there was kind of almost an education within you'd be looking at the the senior lads and what what was when was this when when it was acceptable and what was acceptable you know in that terms and yeah absolutely like I mean I've fantastic memories fantastic memories of of this time of the year when you're playing these matches because ultimately that's why you play the sport is to play these big games these provincial finals in front of big crowds and the intensity but also that kind of camaraderie that you have both on the field off the field and then afterwards just as Holmes meant the banter really the the crack that if you had made a mistake or if someone got the better of you that you wouldn't be long about being told about it and in in a in a friendly kind of way and that but so yeah i've you know having a and it literally is, it might be just a few bottles in the hotel after the match you know and you're generally speaking you were so exhausted you couldn't you weren't able for much more anyway you know but it was um yeah we were fortunate enough we we, we had you know plenty of opportunities to enjoy it enjoy the big days as well you know it's it, it's serious but it's 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 to a large degree it's it's serious because you're you're in i suppose a group with a similar minded players similar minded individuals who are all at intercounty county level mo- you know most players are very driven in terms of wanting to uh Wanting supposed to maximise their time there, and and it is it's a lifestyle choice as well, you know, to a large degree. Like you look at any of the lads nowadays, like and you know the boys be up and around the club, like and they they actually, you know, pull, once the season is over, they you, you actually find they kind of get quite antsy in November, October, November, because they're so used to being so fit and in peak condition that they actually while they get it out of their, their system for for a few weeks, but then they're actually tipping away themselves doing something because it's it's a lifestyle choice, and and that's. You know it's it that's what they know and love so it's um it, there isn't it's important to get a balance i think it's multifaceted as well you know we're talking about the social side but, but i think you also need to keep in mind like the just in terms of the, the mental toll in terms you know, of commuting up and down if you're based in dublin and the wear and tear that has on someone you know not so much now at this time of year but earlier in the year you know and and, and, and making sure there's there's supports in place for, for for lads like that you know being sensible about how you know how they structure the trains in terms of dragging lads down to the training, you know, three nights a week, and maybe they could do stuff, stuff, um, you know, um, maybe where they're where they're living or where they're based. So, but uh, no, John, we had a great time.
0: And you won a few All-Irelands as well, TJ. No, we won what, a few all Yeah. As well. yeah. What, what What is it like being a manager? Because you were in the last decade, Obviously, you played for Limerick in the nineties, but then you're a manager, and you got to remember to do the All-Ireland semi-final against Kilkenny back in um, in 2014, was it? Um, you must have a need of eyes in the back of your head. What like what is John Kylie like how many things has he got to do tomorrow?
3: Yeah, I, I, first of all to answer the question it's very tough to be a manager in, in, in the modern game um, I, Owen would be more in, in, in touch with the modern day stuff now than I would because it's a couple of years since I was there but I think the first thing you got to do is surround yourself with good people uh, you can't be an expert in all the areas so maybe having the right people in the right places and letting them do their job I think that's key so from a coaching point of view S&C whether it's doctors physio selectors or let's say even, like, even the team liaison officers now having the logistics all organised huge roles and not they said it goes on behind the scenes so letting all the people getting on with their jobs is a huge kind of maybe maybe I said a facet of John's game that he's kind of brought to another level he's just let everyone get on with their jobs so it's very very difficult you want to have a finger on the pulse you want to know everything that's going on but letting people do their job I think is a skill in itself as well
0: Be a good delegator
3: I think so. It's huge, like, because, as I said, you, you 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 can't be a master of all the trades, like. But look, I would say as well, when things are going well and you're winning, I think maybe it's a little bit easier, you know, from a management point of view. You know, it's a results business. We all know that, and I think you're only as good as your last game. So there's a little bit more questions and things kind of maybe to kind of filter through, and maybe you start to question yourself a little bit more when you lose. Whereas when you win, it's like as if that kind of tide rises all the ships, like and everything moves forward. So. Yeah, it depends where you are, I suppose, in, 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 in the in the results business.
0: So, TJ, what has this last few years done for Limerick as a, as a place? Because it's now, they're going, what, for five in a row, Cork haven't done that in 1986, the last county to do it. It must have completely, it's almost like a bit of probably a bit of an Italian 90 for the county, is it?
3: There is. Uh, for Limerick people all over the world, and I said, in, in, in the county, it puts people in good form. Um, people are kind of just there's always kind of a buzz about talking about the players and the team and you're excited about the next game and you're going kind of like I, I, I won't say with an expectation to win but an expectation that you're going to perform and you're going to be very difficult to beat that's what the lads have done over a long period of time and you know like I certainly wouldn't have touched on the let's say the, the domination that this team would have, that has brought to the game over the last few years. I wouldn't have thought that that was possible for a while you were always confident and hopeful that you can win monster titles and hopefully win another Ireland or two but like what this team has done is incredible and people all over said, oh, the world are very proud of the team and very proud of let's say, what, what it has done for the county so yeah long, long may continue and hopefully we can win another one on Sunday or tomorrow.
0: The margins getting tighter though do you feel? Do you feel that the, oh. it's getting a bit more level now? Yeah
3: definitely this month's championship will tell you that so, you know um, I, 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 I do think that maybe that the opposition has improved incredibly uh, they've definitely come to terms with the game. Limerick play you know, they're playing to their strengths as well. I was really impressed with Claire when they beat Limerick the last day with their press and the way they were brave and they pushed up all over the field and you know didn't allow Limerick's game to get going. So it's 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 two tier. Like, there may be a maybe a small narrative, John, that Limerick maybe have come back a little bit. I, I don't know. Like Limerick conceded one thirty the last day, which you would say maybe is a negative, but they still won the game. You like said just to concede one thirty and win the game. Obviously an awful lot of stuff has to be going right. So yeah, there's, there's there's lots of things at play there. You know I mean? There's gonna be battles all over the field tomorrow, which you're kinda of hoping that if you could win here and, and and maybe win there, that it would it would be key. But like I said to you, last year's monster final was a classic. You know, the the championship meeting in NS last year was very good. The championship meeting dish and the gay grounds, atmosphere wise, score wise, there was very little between the teams all the way through. Clare won the opening quarter. The wide Sally was 13-12. You know, the big players on both teams, Shemi Fenning got two goals. Tony Kelly was on the, in the zone. He got four points. So there's a couple of factors as well around maybe Tony Kelly. Do, do Limerick make any little subtle change? I think they might do structure-wise. I don't see a man-marking role coming because what they've done over the last number of years has worked for them. So there will be certain things that we're going to look at in the game. Maybe one key battle for me might be that David Fitzgerald Kyle Hayes won he's been a good scorer from play for Clare he actually missed the first round of the championship this year which is the only game that they got beaten on and Kyle Hayes obviously is a huge player for Limerick so that battle I think might be one that could decide if if, if we can get a kind of a, a hole on David Fitzgerald and get Kyle Hayes thundering up the field and I'm sure Clare will say the opposite so like, that, that's just one for me but I'm sure you could pick loads around the field
0: uh, Owen Kelly um, your namesake Tony Kelly should he be man marked because it's not Limerick's way
1: yeah, it's not Limerick's way, and I don't know, it'd be interesting to see, will they? I don't think they will, um, but, like, if you were an opposition manager, no, I'd be man-marking him tomorrow morning. That's what I'd be doing, so to answer your question, he should be, but, you know, he's scoring um, against Limerick over the last couple of se- seasons has been phenomenal, like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine points to play in some games, and, you know, he, he like, not only will he ignite the team, he'll, he'll ignite the supporters, well, the clear supporters are, that, that are in there, so but you have to think of those little small things as well, and, You know, like, Limerick, in Limerick, I have experienced it on the sidelines there in 2019 in the Munster final. When they get their nose ahead, it's unbelievable the way that crowd gets going inside in the Gaelic grounds. And I even remember back to watching the 13 Munster final, Limerick and Cork on the TV as well. And you just knew that day there was only going to be one winner. It was only going to be one winner. Like, it is an advantage to to me, like. And I think Limerick will just, like that TJ said there, they'll, they'll just stick to the process. The way they play, they'll trust all their guys. The thing with Limerick, like, you know, if you're putting out a fire here and there, those other fires can ignite. And well, that's what the supporters are hoping for that the players are getting their small bit of rest and recovery. People are saying their energy levels are low, but when you see a bit of silver up there in the stand and you want your Limerick Green jersey going up to click that, like, you'll get it out of you. Like, but look, there's two similar teams going toe to toe here. That's the, that's the interesting thing about it. Like, you know, both have class players on both sides. The physicality is the thing, and John Keenan has done a great job for me last year in that monster final. Um, he added to the, the occasion. And, you know, hopefully we, we'll see the same tomorrow because sometimes, you know, refs are probably blown when they maybe hear the crowd. And like a referee doesn't have to blow the whistle. You know, if he feels that this is a good game, you know, once they're not head-high tackles, like, they're both physica- physical teams, so let, let them at it tomorrow. When did you retire? Was it about a decade ago, was it, Owen? 2014, but... Someone has tell me that I was stopped hurling about 10 years maybe before that. But yeah, probably, before
0: probably before. TJ Ryan and Brian Hogan are probably saying that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, just in terms of skill, maybe talk to us about the skill even in the last... Obviously, like I always think that the ball is travelling further now and maybe and maybe the boss is, is, is bigger than it was, but maybe because you're seeing it now, right, you're right on the face of, of the Munster Championship at the moment. Just even what's changed in the last 10 years in terms of skill?
1: Uh, yeah, in st- level of skill, I suppose it's probably what has changed is the analysis and, and the data that the players are getting back. So if a cornerback gets the ball now, he's reluctant to hit that ball maybe 100 yards because 99% of the time that's a, a physical challenge at the other end. The ball spills and the next thing you might have a free man or he might have a half-back back picking it up. And now the opposition sets up the attack now. So that's not answering your question on skill. But what I find with the Clare team and the Limerick team, and they're two, guys, uh, two teams we're almost talking about tomorrow, it's just that ping ball, 30-yard ball to hand, that it sticks nine times out of 10. Um, we done a lot of work with that with Eamon O'Shea when he came in in 08 or 09 and 10, Whereas the ball, ball to hand, ball to hand, I can nearly still remember him. I can nearly still hear it ringing in my head. like. And I thought that worked for us when we were going well in 08, 09 and 10. So it's that 15, 20, 30-yard pass. Limerick make make that stick a lot of the times. And I find with Clare, and even looking at them through the championship, they're at that level as well. like So I'd say it's probably just constant ball to hand in, in train and repetition, I suppose is the word. Yeah. You're know, repeating what they are doing on the training pitch, bringing it to the matches. And I suppose it's having the, the confidence and being bold, I suppose, in, in pinging that pass when there's a defender on you that you say, no, I'll trust him. It's trust. It's trust. It's trust in that. We'll say Keen Lynch, no, he's not starting tomorrow. He'll receive that ball, that Tom Morrissey will take that ball and that the defender is literally on him. And I think that's where Clare and Limerick are at a level with retain and possession. Um, yeah, the skill level. So I think the skill level is as high as it ever was. Be honest with you, John. You know, and it's it's great to see it.
0: Conor Cleary, Brian Hogan, he's been named in the team. He had a bad enough arm injury against Cork. You wouldn't be naming him if he's not fit, would they?
2: You don't know, John. You don't know. The, 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 you remember back to a former Clare manager and the yes, shenanigans the that dummies. he used to get up to and naming teams and. Players and whatever else. I don't know what loan how he's approaching it, but I mean Connor had a did have a, it looked like a bad injury. I mean he's a he's a he's a really important player for Clare. He's a very you know he's a strong he's a strong man and to go off with the injury the arm was wrapped up in a jersey It didn't look good. The worry I'd have is you know they don't okay well they have a David McInerney can go back there. McInerney doesn't you know I think it's on record he doesn't particularly enjoy. Playing fullback, he's he's found a new lease of life playing at wingback, um, and that kind of matchup. You know, I, I jotted down a couple of matchups that I'll be watching, and, and that one between Connor Cleary and Galan will be huge. They've had a couple of, how um, would you describe it? A couple of, uh, let's just say, a couple of um, matchups over the last couple of years, and they know each other pretty well. And Connor is fairly familiar with Galan's um, ability. To uh, to um, hold on to the hurl and whatever else, and they, you know, they, 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 I think both of them enjoy that 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 matchup. I think they both enjoy that that collision. So, if Connor is carrying a knock and 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 it's a shoulder injury, which to 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 both the lads' points, this game is going to be a physical game. You know, this is not going to be you know kind of sizing each other up. I'd imagine this is going to go from the minute the ball is in, they're going to all let each other know they're there you don't want to be carrying, well, you don't want to be carrying any injury, but in particular, a shoulder injury. Um, and there's going to be quite a bit of wrestling and holding on inside in that square with Flanagan and Gallan. So if Connor is carrying an injury, I'd expect you, you, you know, it'll be tested and you'll find out reasonably quickly how strong it is. But, you know, I will i certainly would be at the frame of mind, John, that if 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 you're not fit, you shouldn't be playing. You know, a Munster final is no place to be going in carrying a knock, you know, from the outset. And uh, you can see with Limerick, you know, with Key Lynch, the fact they don't feel maybe because of the injuries he's he's picked up that he's he's maybe a hundred percent, um, and you know that would be it would be a slight concern for me. You know, in terms of you know the the strength and depth for Claire that it, are they are are they being do they have do they feel they have to play Star Connor, um, and as I said, you will find out. You know, I'm sure we'll find out in the first 15 minutes. You know how he's hopefully shoulders fine. Hopefully he's fit, um, because I think they you know he's a he's a pivotal player for them. He's He's locked down that kind of uh, full back position for them over the last number of years.
0: Last minute goals, winner for Dublin against Cork in the All Ireland minor football quarterfinal, sponsored by Electric Ireland. 118 for the Dubs, Cork 212 at Nolan Park. Kerry Kildare following that match, Derry Galway and Mayo Monaghan today as well. Shelburne 2, Wexford Youths 0 in the Women's Premier Division. Jessie Stapleton and Hannah Healy with the goals at Talca Park and the French Open Women's Final. Uh, is under underway. We'll just bring you up to the speed in that in a moment. Um, Sviantek uh, three uh, love up against a in games, so she's well ahead of the poll. Um, was there like are you talking about uh, matchups there, Brian Hogan? Would there be much chat during a game? Did you? Was there anybody like a centre forward that kind of did your head in? Uh, a lot of back chat during a match, or was it just get your ball and clear it?
2: Um, in terms of verbals, is it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or just um, yeah. not really. Not really. I can't say it. there was there was. Um, uh, Larry would have always had a word for you as he's running by or whatever, you know, um, but I, to be honest, he, he was usually, to was usually Jackie was detailed to to, to mark him um, No, most of the guys I would have come up against would have just been very much going about their business, I mean, I would have I would have marked Bonner quite a few times and Owen will testify Bonner, you know, he's a quiet guy, Paul Murphy would know him well from the army, um, a handful for sure and you know, and a, and a great player but, but, you know, a quiet guy there wouldn't have be been too many verbals and I suppose even going back to when I started, you know, I remember marking Ali um, Moore, and, you know, and again Ali was just just a, a pure hurler, you know, and strong as an ox in that. But no, nah, the game is so quick. <laughs> to be honest, you're trying to conserve an energy you have. So you know, if you're if you're if you're maybe out the field where I am, maybe more so back in the corner, you know, you might have lads a little bit more time to have 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 those chats. You know, um, I know I can remember. I suppose the obvious one remembering back is. Uh, is for Jackie and Tommy and and Lair and um, was it Pavork? Worker having a, a conversation there for 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 a period of a match, but no, no. Generally, John, particularly this time of year, to be honest, the matches uh, the, the pace is so high that you know if you're going around having a chat to a lad, you're, you're clearly not focused on what you're supposed to
0: be doing. Oh, and who was your um, most favourite opponent uh, in terms of a defender that was marking you a lot of the time? Sledge and John,
1: I think, is the word that's used. Is that what you're, you're after? Yeah, kind um, yeah, yeah. No, do you know something now? And I don't think you get too much of it at in the in the Hurland senior senior county championship. And that's a fact. I'm trying to think back there now, like, like I never remember a day I'd say when I I came off the pitch and said, Jeez, that lad needs to wash out his mouth or whatever, like do you know what I mean? I, so you don't have time. You don't have time and if it's anything probably a an ad defender or two might you know I wouldn't say say that in personal, but do you know they'd have the scope because I think forwards have to concentrate on the ball because like it's coming so quick and fast and you have to be on your game and that. So sometimes I have a pet hate when I see the referee going in and he giving a yellow card to the corner back and the corner forward, like usually the forwards don't start it now. I know TJ uh-huh. was a forward and reverted back to the back. Usually I think the forward doesn't start at any anyway. maybe the boys have a different opinion on that. But no, I look I've never came across it, and even in those typical Kenny battles that Brian has referenced there. I don't think I ever came off, or we were never chatting as a group after saying this, this that was saying this, this that was saying that. So, you know, I think lads are just so yeah. focused on themselves and the ball. And look, they go in hard, they go in physical, but, you know, the sledging, as we call it, I, I never in even been involved in it much or, or came across it much be honest with
0: you Liam Gordon is the man in the middle tomorrow very important for him the Galway native uh, referee in this game and uh, I think I, as you, I, I would kind of agree with you that what you're trying to get at there oh and let it flow let it be a match that's not going to be you know just be, have common sense in terms of the application of the rules and, and allowing a bit of physicality uh, TJ um, I suppose Claire kind of in the mould of Brian Lowen you would have known Brian from the playing days and I suppose they're building the momentum that. but they need to kind of get over the line now and win a trophy
3: yeah, He's done a huge job for the county. Um, did they they're really buy it up? Let's say maybe under difficult circumstances at times over the last couple of years, and some of that stuff is documented, but he's definitely brought them out the other side. Their underage is absolutely flying it. They had a fantastic win last week in the under 17, cracking team. So maybe his influence over a lot of stuff going on, maybe outside the pitch, is, is, is kind of coming to the fore. This particular team have been very competitive under Brian, the same as he played. Um, there is a huge familiarity with the players I do, I, I do agree with you there but this team are definitely hurling for him it's exactly what you want as a county he's kind of seen as a real leader for them and he has all these big players but I feel in the right positions and all playing at the top of their game
0: OK we're going to get verdicts now very shortly 5 3 one, 6 hurling the greatest game but the snobbery to change or expand never taken serious by the best counties Leinster almost gone if TJ Owen and Brian, all great players, but uh, if born in a lower-tier county, no hope. What we'll the solution? Join counties, but try something to expand this great game. So, look, I don't know uh, what the answers are. We're not going to solve them right now, but uh, thank you for your text on 53106. Brian Hogan, um, you've already put your colours in the mass with Kilkenny. Obviously, you're not going to da- waver from them for the Leinster final, but for the Munster final, what do you see the winning and losing of the game, the tactics, uh, who's going to be out on top and why?
2: Um oh there's 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 nothing between these two teams, John. Um, you know, T just mentioned sh- sh- the pitch is, you know, it's it's on the border. There's gonna be a huge crowd from Claire traveling for it. There was a point in it last year after extra time. There was what was there, um a goal in it. Oh, sorry, there was a goal in it after extra time last year and there was a point in it earlier on this year. I I think it'll be the same. I think um it'll be a puck of a ball. I just looking at the, the two the two squads I, I, I'm just siding with Limerick purely because I think their squad is stronger. Um and they're starting they're showing signs of starting to pick up form again, you know, Hegerty back in the team and as TJ's just mentioned, a big game player like that. But the matchups they're 50 throughout the field. They know each other so well. But just, you know, you look at the bench, you look at the potential of Keane Lynch and and you know, you know, Richie English and the brother coming off as well coming on as well, and, and one or two others, you know, Colin Boylan and I just think they have a little bit more to offer, um, and then that might be enough just to get them over the line. But very little between it, you know. And you know, as a neutral, um, I think you know, Claire, a little bit like Galway in that you know the silverware would do them more more good, you know, in terms of their development. If they could get a monster title, it'd be massive for them. But you know, look, it'll be. I, I'm just going to. I'm going to go with Limerick, um, just but just barely.
0: Oh, and how do you see it? yeah fancy limerick john
1: um i probably think would you believe the home advantage and i, I mentioned the roar of the crowd earlier on I, I probably think they could get over this by you know three four five pints Um why do i think that i just think they have that potential and you know i just think they're a group that they seem to deliver on the big day they've done it all ireland's league finals when there's a trophy there to be won, like i think they just know that they're going through a golden era and they're not going to let up on, on anything um you know, and the home advantage is advantage, Keane Keen Lynch too to come off the bench, Graham McKay, you know, they have a couple of X factors like David Reedy is there in the subs too. It probably hasn't hit maybe with a form that he was coming off the bench the last couple of seasons and that. Um I just just think they'll they'll know what it was required, especially when it's at home. And even John Cody has hinted like that, it's at home that we don't want to, to, to let anyone out of this uh, stadium. The Gaelic Grounds without the silverware only only Limerick, so they'll be very very focused. And look, it's five in a row. And you know, if you're to call call it with this Limerick team, they've been phenomenal, and they probably deserve have breaking a couple of broken a couple of records with scoring and that. And it looks like they're going to maybe equal, in my opinion, think they might equal Cork. They will equal Corks uh, five in a row record. And for a squad and a management team, that's unbelievable. That's a phenomenal achievement. And uh, I, I think they'll get there. And they could have three or four or five pints to spare.
0: Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, obviously, the tickets will be equal to, between both counties, but I do know what you're saying in terms of the Gaelic Grands as, as a venue. And TJ Ryan, I'm sure the ritual is all planned for tomorrow. Is that, I mean, I can't, you must be going, are you?
3: Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Park and town, John, and walk out the Road with a kind of a big horde of Limerick fans. Yeah, the atmosphere will be building early. So, but yeah, the drive for five, is on said, so there is huge for this particular team. As I said, they've been massive in the game. What they've done, as I said, from a Limerick point of view, is, hasn't been matched before. So I'd love to see the drive for five complete. The home venue is definitely a help, and we definitely won't want to see the McMackie Cup going over across the Shannon Lake. So that's huge from Limerick. I'm sure that, like I said, these guys will be aware of that. And as Owen said, their their big game or, let's say, final record over the last number of years is phenomenal. They'll know what they need to do here. They're coming right at the right time. The incremental improvements over the couple of games have been perfect beautiful rise to a Munster final and maybe just kind of put it right as well we got beat by Claire and own robin, so a score to settle there something that, that maybe will not have gone down well so yeah, our big players get things right drive on
0: TJ Ryan Brian Hogan Owen Kelly thank you so much for your time here on Off The Ball Saturday News Talk enjoy the matches tomorrow speak soon thanks, John. thanks John. see yeah. you guys Leinster and Munster final preview there and we're back after the break speaking to Gary Murphy on the whole sport of golf